0: Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support of the show. And if you're a brand new listener of the podcast, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is march4th.podbean.com. The link tree to all my stuff is in the podcast description. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I truly, truly appreciate all of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman Podcast. Excuse me real quick. I got to itch my nose. Oh, I swear it never fails. Every time I turn on the mic, I either got to like itch my nose or I got a little nervous burpy burp coming up which I wouldn't I wouldn't belch on the mic that would be wildly inappropriate and nobody would want to listen to the show. Uh but yeah man, I'm in a good mood as far as uh you know last week was really cool to to see some family that I hadn't seen in a while. I got some much needed R&R and uh quality time with them going back home for the 4th of July holiday here in the states. Um quick aside, I do want to say my heart goes out to Everybody who lost loved ones and experienced what they experienced in the shooting in Highland Park, in Illinois, in the Chicago area—it's devastating. I hate that these things keep happening, and I hope that positive changes are coming. And I wish that I could do more. Um, so I don't—I don't want to put a somber note on things, but at the same time, I feel like it would be inappropriate for me to talk about how awesome my time with family for the fourth was, and, and not, you know, send my condolences excuse me to the people who had a a terrible terrible weekend to put it mildly um and I and I just I I just again I I wish there was more I could do um that powerless feeling really stinks and I I just can't even imagine being in that scenario but I I really hope positive changes are, are coming here in the states I digress but um but yeah you know so so it was it was really good to get a chance to see my niece and my nephew they're growing like weeds man and um get a chance to see a few of my siblings and my sister-in-law and one set of parents got a chance to see my aunt and my gram and one of my cousins uh, my stepdad's brother and his wife it was just it was it was just really what the doctor ordered man I hadn't seen a lot of family since Christmas and you know seeing my niece and nephew how quickly they're growing it just um that's part of the sadness that comes with it, too, is then I come back to, to Tennessee where I live and I'm by myself in my apartment and stuff. And there's always that come down of like, you know, when you come back from a vacation or a holiday or time with family, and you're like, oh, man, you know, I miss them. Um, and that is the toughest part about living away from family is just not being able to have that closeness with them. Um, but that's life, right? You know, sometimes in life, you've got to get outside of those places you're familiar with to become the best version of of yourself and accomplish, you know, your dreams and be confident enough to chase them down even. And um, so yeah, man, um, I hope that everybody, whether you celebrate the 4th of July, not if you're an American listener, or if you're not an American listener, and I have a feeling we'll have some uh, this week with this week's guest, but I I just hope that uh, you guys get a chance to to see family soon if you haven't you know that's really my main message here at the beginning of this bad boy is just um uh, tell the people in your life who you love that you love them never be short on your thank yous um and um you know just keep in keep in touch with the people you care about you know if there's people in your life that maybe have fallen off a little bit you know a friend or a cousin or whatever you know and and you're like oh man i haven't heard from them in a little bit reach out to them you know because if they're like me you know, when we go through stuff, man, some of us out there, um, you know, whether you have anxiety issues or, you know, God forbid you've been through a bad breakup or had death in your life, uh, like I did last year, you know, um, I tend to go inward when I'm going through th- through things, I, I become reclusive, I become, um, kinda, I kinda retreat, you know, inward and I know that's not good, so, um. You know, thankfully, uh, therapy has really helped me out a lot. Shout out to my therapist, John. He's a great guy and, uh, consistent exercise, a good diet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still got my sweet tooth. I love me some ice cream, had some last night. I tried a new Ben and Jerry's flavor called Netflix and chilled. It was like peanut butter ice cream and had like, I think like pretzel and fudge in it. It was ridiculous. It was really good. Um, I digress. I still have my cheat days, man, but you know, a good diet. Um, exercise really helps me. I know some people don't like it, but I tell you, man, if you can get, if you can just for like 30 days, you know, if you can just start slow, whether it's going on a walk or taking jogs, wherever you're at in your fitness journey, if you're somebody that don't, you know, that, that you don't exercise and you you don't like it, my advice, not that you ask for it, <laughs> is to just try it because it, it really has helped my mental health a lot too, especially in this last year, man. Like it, again, I'm not saying this to like play the world's smallest violin for myself, but 2021 was was the most challenging year of my life and and again I'm not saying this is feel sorry for myself it was the worst year of my life on an emotion on an emotional level career wise like and and creative wise like it's been great with the podcast but emotionally it was hands down uh the the worst I've been since uh my grandpa passed away in 2011 I was really close with him my middle name is his first name and I wear his necklace every day. I keep a picture of him when I record these things. I'm looking at one of them right now to try to find the right words for this because this is actually the third time I've re-recorded <laughs> the the intro to the show because I didn't want to rant too much and I didn't want it to be too somber. But um, but mental health is a, is a big part of of who I am, and um, it's I like to try to keep the podcast positive. But part of the keeping the podcast positive in in, in the way I look at it too isn't just the content, but it's also like you know, there's positivity in having discussions about darker things because it helps us realize, one, that we're not alone, and two, that we need to talk about these things. So that's why I'm sharing all this because, um you know, I, it's not because I, I want people to feel sorry for me or anything like that, but it's because I'm just in a reflective mood today and uh missing some family, um, even though it was great to see them. And, um and I and I think I'm I'm just thinking a lot about this last year and, and the things that I've gone through and in terms of a really unexpected breakup with somebody I I I loved very much and um, thought we were going to go the distance and it turned out not to be the case in a very abrupt way and it really really hurt and in addition to that there's a lot of people that died around me man and um, more than at any singular year in my life you know a lot of death and so um, grieving. Um, And, and, and going through grief uh, was a big part of my, my life last year. And I've spent a lot of time alone. And even though I very much enjoy my alone time, um, I think in some ways it's, it's, um, it's kind of, there's been some old demons that have resurfaced with my anxiety and, you know, you know, being anxious about being anxious. You know what I mean? I just think when you're alone, your thoughts race. So I say all that to say, just take care of yourselves. You guys don't be afraid to seek help. I know sometimes especially as men if there's men listening to this um you know we're afraid to talk about things we're going through don't be um to me it's more manly to deal with things in a healthy way and um you know and 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 find healthy outlets for the things you're going through than it is to to repress them and and then have them explode in a negative way somewhere else in your life you know what i mean so um don't be afraid to talk to somebody if you're struggling um, if you're on the opposite side of that coin, and like I said, there's somebody in your life who you care about, but you haven't heard from them in a minute, reach out to them, tell them you care about them, see how they're doing, and just make sure that you have a healthy diet and I don't just mean food and water, you guys I mean um you know what you ingest in terms of social media, the shows you watch the you know the the books you read the the you know, the content that you engage with, you know, if you eat it, live it, breathe it and sleep it, you're going to be it. You know what I mean? So just be, just be mindful of what you ingest because there's a lot of good out there, but there's a lot of toxic stuff out there too, man. And, um, you know, sadly, I I see a lot of it in the States right now with division. Um, and it, it, bums me out because I think deep down, most of us just want to love and be loved and be good to each other and, you know, live a life free from judgment and pursue the things and the people that make us happy. So anyway, uh, I know it's a big rant to start this thing, but I had to get it off my chest. And um, like I said, to put a positive spin on it, I'm in a, a pretty healthy place. I feel like um, I just have a little bit of sadness because I miss family, even though it was great to see him. And uh, I, I, like I said, I try to use this this platform perseverance, moving forward. That's the whole meaning behind March 4th. And I just want other people out there. If you're struggling, you know whether it's depression, anxiety, heartbreak, any of those things that you go through grief, the the, the death of somebody you're close to, um, you know, just just don't be afraid to seek help and talk to the people that love you and care about you. And and I promise you there's more people that love and care about you than you think. And speaking of pursuing your dreams and persevering moving forward, I know this is like one of the hardest transitions ever. (laughs) But this week's guest, I am genuinely excited for her and everything that she's got going on. It was so awesome to catch up with her she is none other than Allie Marie Hunter. She's a country artist out of London. And in addition to that, as you guys will hear, I don't want to give too much away, but really her whole life, she's just she's been surrounded by creativity and she's a very creative person from performing in plays and musicals to creative writing, you know, uh to, to making music as a country artist. She is uh, a really inspiring cat, and that's why I wanted to get her on the show. Um Her two recent singles that she's put out are Never Beat Again and Hair of the Dog. At the time that Allie and I recorded this podcast in June, Never Beat Again had 57,000 in that neighborhood in terms of YouTube views for the music video. Hair of the Dog had, I think, around 18,000 YouTube views. So it's just really cool to see her picking up steam and really making a name for herself in country music. And actually, how I discovered her was uh an Instagram post. She was featured in the Nashville Voyager. And right around that same time I was also featured in the Nashville Voyager. So I hit her up. I was like, hey Allie, this is so cool. And she was cool enough to get back to me and, and make time to do this podcast. And um she's just uh you know really kind, down to earth and super ambitious and I just respect the heck out of her for chasing down her dreams. And for taking the time on a Friday when she was uh, in the States in New York City to catch up with me to do this show. So, without further ado, I'm going to show my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with country artist Allie Marie Hunter. Here it is. <laughs> Right, there we go. Well, Ali, thank you again so much for taking the time to do the show, man. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, it's been cool learning a little bit about your background and stuff, which we'll get into with the listeners. But uh, I just want to ask you, how's, how's New York? How are you enjoying New York City?
1: It's amazing. I think the first time I uh, was in New York was back in 2015. So a long time ago, um, I had a couple of plans to come here sort of pre pandemic. So yeah, it feels good to be on US soil again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have, I have a cousin who lives there and they were actually supposed to get married um, in April of 2020. So like right during the pandemic, oh, and it was it was a bummer because uh, I, I have a stepbrother who, who has a place in Manhattan. So like I had the hookup, was going to be able to stay there. And yeah. I had never been to New York City before. So long story short, they got married last year in Long Island. So I got to see Long Island. I got to see the city from like a distance just flying in, but uh, always, always had a bucket list goal to get to the Big Apple. But for you, as far as, music and entertainment so originally you're from England are you from London originally is that exactly where you're from
1: yeah so I'm from North London so um, a place called Barnet Um, that's where I sort of was born and and raised till I was about seven Um, we traveled around quite a lot actually so I think within like 10 years I had about 15 different places that I was living. <laughs> wow. So um yeah, we lived in Spain for a couple of years and and traveled around the UK and in various parts of the UK. But yeah, always kind of came back to London. Um I'm I literally have just moved back there from the countryside like two weeks ago as well. Um, but yeah, so just kind of there at the minute, um, looking to sort of buy and and just figure out where my next move is going to be and and trying to figure out a way to maybe come over to the States as well, which would always been my dream since I was about nine years old. So we'll see what happens
0: nice is is pricing over there is it is as, as gnarly as it is here because nashville it's it's like it's more affordable than la but but it's gone up since i've lived here no.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean london is extortionate <laughs> it's very it is very pricey um where i was living before i was kind of uh north of london so um about an hour and a half north of london in the Countryside in the fields, um, which is where I'm happiest. And and that's you know, not too bad. It's a little bit more affordable than London. So yeah, it doesn't sting you as much.
0: <laughs> so I read that you're from like a, a family of creatives, you know, musicians, actors, singers, dancers. So, and I know we'll get into it, like you have a lot of creative interests. Like you've you've acted in in musical theater, um, mm-hmm. you've written scripts, you wrote a science fiction novel. If my research <laughs> does my uh does me correctly, it's the last lighter. Which yep. reading the synopsis, I actually want to check out because I love science fiction. <laughs> but uh, what bit you about music, Allie? Like what what was your first musical memory? Because I, I read your mom was really into country, so you've always been around country. But what what's your yeah. earliest musical memory?
1: So. The earliest thing that I've been told about music, um, and I've probably said this in every single thing that I've either written or or been asked about, but my mum used to listen to MTV country hits when she was pregnant. So we think that that's where it started, but you know, who knows? She could just be telling me that (laughs) Um, now. But the earliest memory that I have was, I must've been about maybe two or three. um, And I was bought like like one of those toy microphones that's like attached to a radio. um, And that was kind of my first memory of, you know feeling what it might be like to, to sing as a as a kid does just kind of having fun with this, you know, red and yellow big microphone thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know, it was kind of always there. Um I think when you're a creative person, it comes out in loads of different things. And and for me, it was always the writing, you know. I I love music, I love being on stage, the music and the acting kind of always overlapped. Um, and then yeah, it was kind of um when the pandemic hit that it kind of just all came out of me and it was just like it felt like it was the right time to actually start releasing some of my music um felt like people had more time on their hands so maybe they would actually listen
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I think that's one of the good things about the pandemic right I I think it it, you know everybody globally had to hit the reset button and um it, it made you kind of realize what's important to you and like you said the stuff that that comes out of you and like like I was telling you before we officially hit record for me, it was getting back into podcasting and stuff and the things that I, that I went to school for and just connecting with people. So, uh, you know, that's one of the silver linings, I guess. And the crazy world we live in is that it gave people a chance to reconnect in a lot of ways with the, the truest parts themselves. So that's really cool.
1: Definitely. No, I love that. I think it's, um, yeah, that was a silver lining of the pandemic for sure. I think that's a nice way to put it.
0: So what was the first play that you were you were a leading lady in? Because I know there were, there were a lot when you were little. Because you started when you were six years old, right? So you never had any nerves on the stage or anything? Like, it was always something you were jazzed about?
1: Um, yeah, always something I felt. It was always something I just felt really lucky to be able to do. Um, of course, I get nervous. Of course, I feel, oh, you know please don't let me forget my lines, you know, please let me sing in key. Um, I mean, I've had a few moments where like I've sung in a completely different octave (laughs) than the one that I was supposed to, Um, you know, when I was younger and you kind of finding your feet. Um, But now I think growing up, I... My trick is to always put myself in a state of gratitude. So I always do a last minute. We I go to the toilet um, and I just say a a prayer of gratitude. It's just kind of like, you know, thank you so much for giving me the ability to do this um, and the platform to be able to to share this. I don't know this gift on I, I suppose. So, yeah, I think putting yourself in a state of gratitude, it doesn't get rid of the nerves. The nerves are still there. But it means that you're kind of just channeling that energy in a different way rather than kind of thinking, oh, my goodness, I hope I don't screw up on stage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what was uh, what was the first one? I'm sorry. I do that a lot. I ask like five yeah.
1: questions in one. So the first ever leading lady play, I was Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Um, so, yeah, I think I was six or seven years old um, and that was my my first ever sort of main role on stage.
0: That's awesome of all of the plays man that's a pretty pretty phenomenal one to be the first one out the gate It
1: was pretty fun yeah it was it was definitely a good show um I remember I had my my pretty little white frilly socks <laughs> and my little Toto teddy bear in my basket <laughs> So I think that's where my love of dogs maybe sprung as well
0: <laughs> So being in London I I would imagine obviously the the um whether it's musical theater or music in general obviously the UK there's so many from rock and metal to pop there there's so many amazing artists actors and talents that have come out of the UK, but what's that like, Allie, you know, being young like that. I mean, obviously coming from a family, from creatives, is it hard to get into, um, you know, local theaters and things like that? I mean, because on one end, I'm thinking, well, it's a big city, so there's, there's probably companies everywhere, but on the other end, I'm one, I'm thinking there's probably a lot of competition too.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I was very lucky again that I was um, so that the amateur dramatics company that I was sort of part of that gave me a lot of my leading lady opportunities when I was young when I was still kind of training um, that all kind of happened just outside of London so. There wasn't that there were a huge amount of different groups, um, but it didn't really feel like competitive because there were so many to choose from. So if you didn't get what you wanted in one show, then you just kind of audition for another. Um in terms of the music scene, I think as you get older, you realize you know particularly when this is a career that you've chosen rather than just a hobby that you do after school, it becomes a little bit more serious. Maybe you're a little bit more choosy in terms of the group or the the places that you want to audition for or the places that you want to perform. You know, I don't think I'd particularly feel comfortable performing in some of the venues that I did when I was 16, 15 gigging. Um, But yeah, I think there's, there's always a place to go. There's always somewhere that is looking for, for live entertainment. Um, And I think the country music scene is, you know, growing bigger and bigger by the day in the London um, sort of world. So yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's, there's, we're never sort of short of opportunities in the UK for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and speaking of country, I mean, obviously that's, that's your, that's your vibe. I mean, for never beat again, hair of the dog, the two singles that have come out uh, never beat again, has got 57,000 YouTube views of the music video and hair of the dog has 18,000 YouTube views. And I want people <laughs> listening to this to, to check it out uh, when this episode comes out, because they're both very well done. Like they, they both are almost uh, when I watched them, they were like short films almost, you know, mm. Especially hair of the dog. I mean, you're driving through the countryside <laughs> like a really, really badass like '66 Mustang. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, to catch people up to speed. So you're acting in all these plays and stuff when you're younger. Um, then you go to drama school, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're doing script writing. Um, sh- you know, short films, plays. One of them you performed across London a few years ago in 2018.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. That was a play called Stay. Um, yeah, it was one that I wrote when I was at drama school um, and just kind of wanted to, to feel it out. It was actually that play that made me realize how much I miss music because my music had actually taken a back seat. I'd stopped writing music for that play. Um, and yeah, that that was kind of the I don't know, the, the light bulb moment where I was kind of like, OK, I love the acting and, and that will always be a part of me but I was like I, I can't get rid of the music like they have to kind of collaborate they have to work in my life together um which is I suppose whilst why I loved musical theater and obviously the play that I toured was just a play there was no singing <laughs> so it felt very um yeah very kind of sol- solitary to me um so yeah so it was important for me after that to, to get back to to writing music as well.
0: And, and the country music part of it, you mentioned your mom was your dad into country too? Like, did you, were there other family members that were in it or was it mainly, mainly your mother?
1: So my dad wasn't around. Um, so I didn't really have my dad growing up. So, um, my mom is, is a big sort of part of my life. She's kind of the, the mom and the dad. Um, she actually had a pop group when she was growing up. So, um, she toured with the Backstreet Boys. I think she was on like an interview on the TV with Bananas and Pajamas. (laughs) So she had, she had a little bit of a pop career. Um, And I remember when I was younger, I used to go into the studio with her and kind of sleep on the floor. So I was always kind of used to the recording music world. Um, And yeah, so she, she was very influential in terms of, um, you know, she, she gave me all of my singing lessons, if you like, I, I never had a singing lesson. It was always from my mom, just kind of, you know, hearing me sing and, and, you know, being really in tune with who I am as a person and giving me the sort of criticism and and guidance that I needed to, you know, really hone in on what my voice can do. Um, My grandma was a ballerina, so she was the the sort of dancing side. um, And my grandfather was a pianist. So I was always sort of surrounded by music. Um, none of my family did the acting thing. That was always kind of kind of my thing, which I think is why I pushed for that so long. So I was like, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Um, but yeah, it just kind of, you know, it, it became very apparent that just music was, you know, what my family do, like it's, it's in our blood.
0: So you mentioned the pandemic. Is that when you linked up with um, FH Block and Ealing Studios in London?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I sort of got in touch with them um and we sort of reconnected um I'm really lucky my godfather um actually owns FH Block so he he's the owner of that that sort of production company um so yeah I mean he wouldn't have taken me on if he didn't believe in me he's um you know he's he's I don't know I've just been very lucky and very grateful that he believed in me you know they don't do country music it's not that's not what the production company is sort of known for Um, but yeah they wanted to support me they wanted to take a chance on it Um, and I've been very lucky that you know they kind of wanted to, to back me in my in my startup journey I suppose.
0: That's that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it always to me, it's like um, there's always those people in our lives that that, you know, open the door. Right. And like you said, you have all this experience from musical theater, singing, acting and, and to have that opportunity, I think, is really cool because there's some heavy hitters there. Like I was reading everybody from uh, Emily Sandé to Rihanna, Mark Ronson, Sam Smith zay malik naughty boy had the song (laughs) running a couple years ago which that music was incredible it's like that underwater kind of like running that was crazy yeah very cool but um but yeah i mean to be in that environment i read there's like so there's there's two buildings right and there's like 27 studios so i got to imagine the creativity there is just like crazy
1: yeah it's massive and it's so that's just fh block but they they also it's like a production studio as well so i think. One of the the big sort of um, productions that was filmed there was Downton Abbey, I think was filmed there. There's, they're always filming sort of random films there as well. So whenever I turn up to record, there's just so much going on um, and it just makes you feel like you're working on some sort of magic. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, so the is it the upcoming EP, Is Gone Baby Gone? Is that going to be the name of it?
1: Yeah, so we kind of changed tactics a little bit. So um, I think because the two singles did really well um and they were kind of getting like you said a, a lot of views on on the youtube videos and um it's been so much fun getting you know my singles out there and I think you know that the next step for me is to you know find a find a label find a you know a, a management company that you know like me enough to want to sign me um so we kind of thought we didn't want to give too much away obviously I've got so much music that I've written that's kind of you know sitting in the back of my my closet just waiting to be released, but we thought you know we don't want to Push too much out there, and then obviously, if I find a a label that wants to, you know, have some of these songs and and they're already kind of done. So, um, so yeah, the next single is is coming out in August. Um, and then yeah, we're just going to see how that does.
0: You're going to do great. You're going to do great. Well, before I let you go, and thanks again so much for uh, for taking the time to do this. And I and I know I've been jumping around because there's just I feel like there's so much that we could talk about, Ben. And I and again, I don't want to chew your ear off on a Friday night in New York City because I'm sure (laughs) there's. there's a bunch of fun activities beyond. Oh, the- that's movies. cool. This
1: is the highlight of my Friday night. We're good.
0: <laughs> well, good. That's good to hear. Um, Yeah. So, so getting back to, to Hair of the Dog and Never Beat Again, like in, in your style for people who listen to this, who are fans of country music, I think one thing as somebody who's kind of an outsider to it, like I said, I'm more of just like a metalhead and hard rock. And I grew up with like 80s pop and you know, my dad was into classic rock. No, nobody in my family is like musical per se, but music was always around, you know? Um, and when I moved here, you know, obviously to Nashville, that's not being from here. That's all I thought Nashville was, was country. And then you come here and it's like, it's everything country's King, but it's like everything, you know? And so, um, I started to dabble a little bit and Chris Stapleton was starting to really pop off when I moved here around 15, 16. And I listened to that album traveler and I was like, wow, like he, he's a great guitar player. He has a soulful voice and it's kind of like almost this like bluesy storyteller vibe. And I'm relating, um, the storyteller element to you because that's like one of the first things that I've thought of when I was listening to your music was like, there's, you're a really good storyteller. And I'm not just saying that because you came, you know, on this podcast, like you're a really good storyteller, Allie, and, and it's very heartfelt music. So as so somebody who's, I guess I would say like a novice when it comes to country music in terms of myself, like when I listen to music, I can hear authenticity and like, you're a great storyteller. So just tell people a little bit about like your style and your vibe when you're writing these songs, man, because I, I think that's the one thing that's attracted me to country music is just the, the people who are storytellers, like the Chris Stapletons. It's like, it's cool. It's, it shares that link, whether you love hip hop or whether you listen to like a sad rock song, like a ballad, like there's that connective tissue, so talk yeah. to people a little bit about just your style as far as your writing,
1: yeah, sure, and thank you so much. I think that's um it's so lovely to hear that. I think you know i I call myself a storyteller, you know that's what all my sort of friends and family call me as well, and um I think it's so nice when it's kind of it it resonates with other people that don't know me personally um so that's definitely <laughs> made me feel like I'm on the right tracks and doing something right um I think to me in terms of the stories that I create you know some of them are personal um you know some of the songs that I've I've got sort of written and and haven't come out yet they are you know really personal songs to me which you know just doesn't feel like I'm sort of ready to maybe share them with the world just yet um but I I wanted my music to feel like I don't know like for for those you know three to five minutes it was you know that that was the world that we were in like that's the story that we're kind of resonating with you know whether it be you know never beat again which is you know about you know a a u.s um soldier who kind of goes off and and never comes home and it's kind of like the the gut-wrenching you know sorrow that you feel when you lose a loved one um or you know something like like hair the dog which kind of is a bit more of a sexy song but you know is is still a bit kind of tragic in that you know you're just never finding that kind of happy ending that you're so looking for Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted my music to feel like a safe space and whatever that would be like for someone who is grieving or for someone who, you know, is is in a toxic relationship or, um, you know, someone who is, you know, just so happily in love, you know, whatever it might be. I just wanted my music to kind of resonate with those people that are on those different journeys in their life. Um. So, yeah, so that's kind of. Where I start with my music, when I'm writing it it has to be a story. it has to you know have a vision um and I think that's why I fell in love with country music as well because every country music song that I you know there's a country music song for whatever mood i'm I'm in, whatever I'm feeling um and I wanted all of my music to to do that as well
0: so so you draw on both personal experience and just whatever inspiration hits you,
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Harry the Dog Dog was the most random concept I think I've ever. I wish my music would come to me this this easily. (laughs) It doesn't always work that way. But I literally woke up. It it was like three o'clock something in the morning um, and I remember waking up and thinking oh Hair of the Dog is like a good idea like I wonder if someone's written a song about you know that kind of idea of you know when you're hungover, right you go and have a Hair of the Dog in the morning to make yourself kind of feel better but what if it was about that but in the context of a relationship like going back to that thing that kind of hurt you in the first place and the hopes that you'll be able to then get over it um, and I remember sitting up and going on YouTube and going on Spotify and app music and looking through and there were songs like called Hair of the Dog but none of them had the same story that I was thinking in my head Um, and yeah I literally typed out on my notes on my phone the whole song like just as a poem and then in the morning I woke up and and put it to my guitar and that was Hair of the Dog and I was like wow this is (laughs) I was just inspired in that moment Um, the personal songs are a little bit more a little bit more challenging because you kind of I don't know you want to make sure that you you choose your words carefully Um, whereas Hair of the Dog was you know definitely a a playful idea of mine that I had.
0: Yeah. Like I've heard musicians before talk about like, you know, asking them to pick their favorite songs, like asking them to, uh, a parent to pick their favorite child. You know, I think, (laughs) I think people who don't create music, it is like, they don't realize how how personal it is, especially stuff that like you write and comes from your heart, you know? And like some of my favorite songs are like the darker, sadder songs. Cause I just, you know, you connect with those things. And and like you said, it depends on where you're at in your life and what you're going through at the time, you know? Um, but what what has that been like for you, Allie, as you 've gotten back into music as more of a central focus now in your life as far as uh, the personal stuff, like the ones that you have on the shelf that you want to put out in the world like um, how what 's that like as a creator to get to that point when you're when you 're sharing something that 's like such a personal part of yourself with the world you know because mm-hmm. I got to imagine there's some some nerves with that, not because you 're not proud of what you did, but just because it 's like this is an aspect of who you are, you know what I mean
1: yeah, definitely, and I think you know whether the the songs that i've written are you know from personal stories or they're stories that you know you 've created it 's always terrifying when you 're sharing because it's it's something that you 've created from scratch it's it 's come straight from you, and you know all of my music um you know i I pour every part of myself into that music because it's a part of you, like whether it's your story or not, like you're telling it for the people that are going to find your music and listen to it. And I think as a new artist, particularly, you want people to be able to resonate with you. You want people to, you know, find your music and think, Oh yeah. Like I, I really like this girl's storytelling or, you know, for those three minutes, I really felt like I was, you know, able to kind of forget about stuff and just kind of focus on this story that I'm listening to and, or whatever it might be. And um yeah, I think, it's always going to be tough it's always going to be absolutely terrifying but I think the more music I release the more people that are kind of hearing my sound and um, you know I'm making lots of new friends and and lots of new kind of people in the music industry Um, and the one thing that I will say about country music is it's just so lovely like everyone is just so welcoming everyone just feels like you know they've been your best friend since you were nine years old um, so yeah, so it's it's becoming less terrifying each time I put it out, but I'll always still be really nervous <laughs> when I share a piece of my my creativity with the world.
0: Well, I think the cool thing about it though, like you said, the positive thing about it, and that's cool to hear that it's like it's collaborative with country for you, especially as a new artist. Um, you know, when you put stuff out there, especially if it comes from a more personal side, and I'm I've kind of learned that with this podcast too, like how much of my personality do I reveal or things that I'm going through. And, um, and, and you find that, that, you know, more people relate to that, to that stuff than maybe you realize, you know what I mean? And so I think that's, that's always been the one beautiful thing about music to me is um that's always been the place I've been able to go as a fan of music to turn. If I, if I, you know, if I'm exercising and I want to listen to something heavier and you know get it out, or if I, if I want to draw on like those sadder songs or like relationship songs, like music is always something that's there. It's like another sense that you can turn to. So that's why I admire creators of it because when you hear like a really beautiful song, you're like, Oh my God, that's awesome. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, growing up, you know, country music was always a a big part of the music I listened to, but, you know, I dabbled in a bit of rock. I dabbled in a bit of Eminem, you know, you know, you have like this eclectic music taste um, because it's just depends on what, what you're feeling. You know, if you're angry or if you're, you know, if you fancy the guy next door or, you know, all of these little emotions that you go through when you're kind of forming who you are as a person, music is the one thing that, you know, there will always be something that, you know, can just, you can flick it on and, and, you know, right there in those three minutes is, is, you know, your story that you're going through in that moment. So I think it's, yeah, really great.
0: Well, before we wrap it up and thank you again so much, Allie, for taking the time to do this. It's been awesome talking with you. I feel like I could, I could talk with you for two hours, but again, I don't want to chew your ear off. Um, So with Nashville, have you had the opportunity to, to perform here yet? Have you had the chance to play in the music city?
1: Not yet. So um, I was actually supposed to be there right now. Um, but obviously due to the pandemic, it just meant that we couldn't get things kind of lined up. Um, and unfortunately my guitarist just couldn't, couldn't make it, um, because obviously everything from COVID kind of had a knock on effect. So we're actually gearing up to come next year, um, around sort of June, July time. So we're gonna yeah fly out with either one or two of my guitarists and and try and book up some some places to to come and sing and and by that time I'll have more music out as well which would be really cool that I can you know share some more stuff with you and you know be terrified <laughs> um, but yeah so it's all it's all something to look forward to so yeah bring on twenty twenty three
0: well don't be terrified you're gonna do great <laughs>
1: thank
0: be you terrified. you're gonna you're oh. gonna be awesome yeah you you'll love it. It's, it's a, it's a great, it's a great city. It's grown a lot, but um, the music, the music here is, it, I mean, it's just, there's so much of it, you know, from country to everything else. So I think you're going to fit right in, man. You're going to do great.
1: Thank you. And I'll let you know, you can come and we can say hi and, and meet in person. that will be cool.
0: For sure. For sure. I listen, I love checking out live music. And I just went to like, I've, I've, I've been to two shows like post pandemic and it was really cool just to be in that element again and see people celebrating music, you know, that the energy you get from a live show, you know what I mean? Uh, Well, before we wrap it up um, and again, I want to let you get back to your Friday night. I just want to say thank you again so much for taking the time. I'm really excited for you. Uh, You can tell how excited you are about your music. And to me, that's, that's always awesome to see the people who create it be, really, really jazzed about what they're doing, man. And, um, the fact that you have the opportunity at FH block studios is really cool, but I do want to plug, uh, your science fiction novel because <laughs> with all the creative interests that you have, like I was reading the synopsis of it, the last lighter, like, are you, so first tell, tell people a little bit about the book. And then second, uh, tell me uh-huh. some of like your favorite, either science fiction movies or shows. So we can geek out on that real quick before I let you go.
1: Okay so first and foremost I'm a big Marvel girl um so I love anything Marvel um Groot is my favorite character ever I think he's just the cutest thing in the whole world (laughs) um so yeah so I anything Marvel I just you know always down for um the book is currently with publishers so I did do self-publishing on Amazon and then it got picked up um and and it got uh a book deal, I suppose, what you call it. Um, so, yeah, it's currently with publishers. Um, they're working on it right now, like giving it the final edit, working on the cover. So hoping by, you know, in a year's time, by this time next year, it will be out. Um, it is going to be available globally, so it will be available in the US and the UK. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of... God, I haven't talked about this for ages, so I don't want to give too much away, but it's essentially about a girl who is living in New York City, and <laughs> ironic, um, and she basically finds out that she's not human um, and she's from another planet called Gayalara and she has to, you know, race against the clock to save this planet. So that's all I'm going to say because there's so much more to it, but I'm a bit of a blabbermouth, So I think I'll just end up giving you the whole plot line.
0: (laughs) No, that's fine. I definitely don't want to spoil it for people. No, that's (laughs) that's really cool though. Cause yeah, science fiction is, I, I, I love science fiction movies and like horror movies and stuff. And when I read the synopsis, I was like, that's awesome. Uh, well, to, to end this thing, uh just with the theme of the podcast, Allie, um, you know, what, what do you want to leave listeners who listen to this as far as, you know, in your life, times where you've persevered and you move forward to get to the point where you are now? Obviously, you seem like you're in a really great place with your music and just the creativity that you have going on in your life. What what is some advice when you look back on maybe some difficult moments in your life? Um, that have helped shape you to get to where you are now, and I know that's probably a bit of a loaded question to end things on. But um, as somebody who does have this creative outlet, I mean, what would you share with people out there who maybe, whether they're up, down, uh, you know, things that you think might be beneficial to them to to persevere and move forward in their lives?
1: So I think if you know when you're a creative person. I think that the first thing to remember is there's no step path, right? It's not like, you know, if you want to go into finance, you do a degree and then you go to, you know, this place of work and you work your way up. It doesn't work like that. And I think there have been times where maybe I thought that I was failing because I wasn't at a certain stage in this sort of creative career. But I think one thing that kind of got me through it was just, you know, this is who I am, like whether I have a day job, you know, whilst I'm kind of working on the music thing or, you know, whatever it might be, this is who I am at my core and I will always have that, you know, whatever I'm doing. And I think when you kind of have that acknowledgement that that's kind of like part of you as a person, it's not something that you're trying to accomplish, then it kind of just shifts your mindset. You know, it doesn't sort of feel like you have to kind of tick the boxes to, you know work your way up a ladder it's just kind of you know this is a journey and there's no sort of set time and I think when you stop focusing on the time and and where you have to be you know I I don't do five-year plans anymore I just do my my plan you know what's the next step that I want to achieve and then you know working out the different steps but there's no kind of time limit on that um so I think that would be the first thing I would say for any creative person and the second thing is I've had a lot of people in my life call me a dreamer Um, some in a nice way, some in a not so nice way, and I think if you are a dreamer, if you are a creative person, then man, you've got to you've got to dream and you've got to dream big because those dreams come true. And the thoughts that you like go to sleep at night, telling yourself, you know, they're the thoughts that that are going to come true. Um, so yeah, I would just say keep on dreaming, keep on going. <laughs>
0: Well, I think that's an awesome place to end it. Allie, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Like I said, especially on a Friday night, um, I I really appreciate it. And um, it's been so cool talking to you and learning more about your music. And I can't wait to hear the the new stuff that comes out for people who aren't aware. Just uh, and I'll put the links in the podcast description, but let them know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, sure. So my website, AllieMarieHunter.com, all of my social links are there. Um, all of my festivals and, and gigs, um, ticketed or, or free entry, they'll, they'll all be there when they're sort of ready. Um, but yeah, that that's where they can find me. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And yeah, looking forward to, to seeing you in Nashville next year.
0: For sure thank you again so much Allie have a great rest of the weekend and and definitely keep in touch and keep doing your thing man it's it's inspiring as as even just as a podcaster doing this kind of stuff creatively to see people chasing their dreams like you are so keep doing your thing
1: thanks Mike and same to you as well I'm looking forward to, to seeing you having more interviews done as well so we can learn more about you um but yeah thank you so much enjoy the rest of your weekend
0: you're welcome Alrighty, dighty there you have it. That was my conversation with country artist and creative extraordinaire, Allie Marie Hunter. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram at Allie Marie Hunter. And her website, where you can get the links to all of her socials and everything she's got going on, is AllieMarieHunter.com. And that's Allie spelled A L L I E. The links to all of her stuff will be in the podcast description. She's just a really kind, down to earth, talented human being. And to have the courage to chase your dreams, and not only that, but to see her momentum and the steam that she's picking up with the, the you know the YouTube music videos for for Never Beat Again and Hair of the Dog, and also the streams. Like she's got a lot of momentum going on. She's got a sci-fi novel coming out. Like that's just so cool. So um, I, I can't say enough about all the wonderful things that she's doing. But uh, but yeah, I just want to say directly, Allie, thank you so much for taking the time to do the podcast. Albeit on a Friday night in New York City, I'm sure there's like a thousand better things to do than talk to a goofball like me. But I really appreciated you taking the time and uh, having the conversation that we had. You know, being able to share more with me and the listeners of this show about your life and your creative pursuits and the theme of this podcast, perseverance and moving forward, and the fact that you are you know going after your dreams. You're facing those fears, those nerves that you have with releasing music or performing live. Like You're doing all of it, man. You really embody what the whole March 4th mantra is about. So thank you again so much for taking the time to do this podcast. I'm rooting for you. And uh, for those of you listening to this, if you're a country music fan, and and screw that, if you're just a music fan, go listen to Allie. Because like I said during our conversation, even though country is something that that I'm – fairly new to because I didn't really grow up listening to it. And my preference is always going to be heavy music because that's the stuff that speaks to me the most. I listen to a lot of different music. And one thing that I can hear in music, even though I'm not like a music connoisseur or a critic, and I don't really want to be a critic because who am I to tell somebody if they're good or not? Because I can't sing and I can barely play the guitar. (laughs) I digress. But when I listen to music, it really is an emotional, spiritual experience for me. I can't tell you even in this past year, you know, the intro was heavy, so I'm not going to get heavy in the clothes, but if I didn't have music in this past year, I don't know what would have happened to me, honestly, um, with everything that I went through. Music is really something, it's like when you smell something and it, and, and it, that, that memory takes you to, you know, it really, smell really hits your memory, you know what I mean? Uh, of all the senses I think it's the one uh, closely associated most closely associated with memory music is that way for me when I listen to songs from my childhood um just even l- last night I watched uh Last Action Hero which was like a movie from my childhood you know um Ali is really authentic man and and I uh, that's what I was getting at in my rant here is I pride myself on being able to like listen to artists and really really connect with what they're saying when they're when they're genuine and She's as genuine as it gets man. If you listen to Never Beat Again and you listen to Hair of the Dog, they have two different vibes in terms of the subject matter, but she's got an authentic voice. It's a really awesome storytelling vibe and I really appreciate that. So like I said, even though I've I've got more of a novice ear when it comes to country just because it's not normally my wheelhouse in terms of the stuff that I listen to, um I really appreciate people who who are authentic and heartfelt in their music and in their lyrics. Um, or even on their instruments, man. And she really is somebody who is singing from the heart. You can really hear it. And I think that's why she's, she's going places, because she's got that ability. And uh, especially having that creative writing ability, as you guys heard, you know, with the sci-fi novel coming out. I mean, <clears throat> she's somebody you're going to hear a lot more about. So if you are a fan of country, please check her out. And like I said, if you're a fan of music, just check her out. So, <clears throat> man... Now I'm getting a little frog in my throat. It's probably a sign from the universe that I need to wrap this up, everybody. I swear, again, it always happens whenever I hit record, man. But yeah, that's a long way of saying that I really appreciated the time with Allie, and um, I'm really excited for her future and everything she's got going on. That's a wrap for the show, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a new listener, I hope that you tune in to future episodes. I hope you check out past episodes because I try to pride myself on giving a little bit of something for everybody over here on March fourth because we all have a story. Nobody's story is more important than somebody else's. Nobody's story is less important than somebody else's. And I really try to keep people covered on here musically, everything from headbanging to twanging, from <laughs> heavy metal to country, but also in addition to that, colleagues and friends of mine and, you know, people who, you know, are, are going through the darkness to get to the light, man. You know, that's really what this show is all about. That's what I'm going through in my own life. So it's very much you know, art imitating life and life imitating art and vice versa. This is a really personal, personal thing for me. And, um, it's been really cool to see it grow. And I'm happy that, uh, that our paths crossed, you know, she was featured in the Nashville Voyager, not, not long before I was featured in the Nashville Voyager. And, um, I'm just super stoked for her, man. And, um, and in addition to that, like I said, she's very kind and, um, you know, when you when you come across other kind of people who also happen to be creatives, I think we need to celebrate those people, man. The world needs more good people in it. So Allie's one of those people to me. So, again, Allie Marie Hunter on Instagram, com. You can follow me on Instagram at march fourth pod on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is march4th.podbean.com. And also if you go to my link tree, which is in the podcast description as well, you can see past feature writing that I've done You can get links to, you know, anything that, you know, you find your anywhere you find your podcast, rather Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Amazon. You can tell your Alexa to play my podcast and she will. It's crazy to me that technology has the ability to do that. I didn't know that I'd see that in my lifetime. Be like, Alexa, play March 4th with Mike Bauman. She will. Uh, but yeah, go to my link tree and you can, you can learn more about me as well. Um, as if, as if I already don't talk enough, um, you guys can go there and, uh, not have my voice, Talking to you like this, but you can learn more about me. And if you would be so kind and you did enjoy the show, and I promise this will be the last thing I say, and I'll stop talking. Um, If you did enjoy the show, please tell a friend to tell a friend, like, subscribe, and on Spotify and Apple in particular, I know that you can leave a rating. Um, I think it's on a five star level. And on Apple in particular, you can leave a review as well. So, Hopefully you enjoyed the show. I would hope that you wouldn't take the time to leave a nasty review if you didn't. But if you did enjoy the show, if you like, subscribe, leave a rating and review, tell a friend to tell a friend, that helps the show get out to more people. And that's ultimately what I want, man. I want more people to find out about cool people like Allie and what she's doing and get these conversations out to more people and hopefully inspire people to chase their dreams the way that she is. So if you would be so kind, that would be awesome. I hate begging for that stuff. I'm learning to get better at like selling and marketing myself. It's not It's not in my nature really to do it because I'm, you know, even though I like connecting with people and obviously I have the gift of gab, I'm not like a boastful person. So, but in this business, you kind of gotta let people know about you or else they're not gonna know who you are because, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not in movies. I'm not famous. I'm just the guy here. So anyway, that would be cool if you took the time to do that, man. If you enjoyed the show, and again, hopefully you listen to future episodes. Check out old ones. Um, there's a lot of cool conversations I get to have with people like Allie on the show. And uh, the guests are really what make the show, man. It's their stories and their journey. Um, and I sprinkle a little bit of mine in there with it just to let you guys know uh, what I'm up to. But uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Allie, here is her latest single, Hair of the Dog. Peace. <music>